ladies and gentlemen. This podcast, Film Jerks, is truly one of the most spoiler-filled film podcasts ever recorded. It contains ridiculous opinions, which under no circumstances should be listened to by anyone that has a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset by film spoilers. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person, or parent of a young and impressionable child now listening, that you skip to the end of the podcast for our ratings and live your lives free of disagreeing with overtly opinionated people. You'll live longer. Film Jerks is a group where we, as a community, pick a film to watch, then discuss like little old ladies in a book club. Only our films have decapitations and nude slumber party pillow fights. If you wish to become part of the conversation and become a film jerk, go to the Facebook group and join. Film Jerks can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Welcome to Film Jerks, the podcast where we discuss films like little old ladies in a book club. Only our films have stop animation dinosaurs and the war on drugs going up in smoke. <laughs> with, with me tonight are regular guest jerks, Carrie and Daniel. How are you tonight, guys? I am great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm, my feet are full of slushy snow, uh, you know, but uh, otherwise I'm doing, I'm doing well and I'm, I'm excited about this. Because we get to we get to smoke a little bit of ganja and and do some really good discussion about this wonderful wonderful film. So, I actually got a case of the munchies after watching it. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you tonight, Daniel? I'm fine. How are you? Doing really well. Doing. I can't complain. Normally, what we would do is we would have uh, the trailer sound go over. And we would uh, listen to the trailer and get kind of situated to this. But, of course, this film... I was going to say, this movie has a trailer? <laughs> no, this, this movie does not have a trailer. <laughs> I could not find it. Well, at least I could not find it anywhere. It was filmed on, uh, like, a Super 8 thing. And it was just kind of a side project done by this, this wonderfully talented cast of people that just wanted to have a good time. And uh, kudos to them for for doing this film because it takes a lot of guts to do a film like this and if you if you actually look at the writers every single one of the actors are listed as writers of the as, of the story <laughs> 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 which tells you that almost everything was probably improvised as they went along uh this is what we're gonna do with this scene um okay you guys talk <laughs> <laughs> so uh but what we are discussing tonight is 1987's Gonjasaurus Rex. And Gonjasaurus Rex is a, a sci-fi comedy about a Godzilla-like creature who terrorizes a group of California marijuana growers. And this titular character, he's somewhat attracted to the marijuana that's grown. I think it was bizarre. Like I said, it's just funny just seeing about a dinosaur being a pothead. <laughs> yes. 
it's a shame that this is audio because you can't really see my face because it's the same face that I'd be making where it's just kind of sort of, I'm watching the movie at first kind of like side eye Chloe. If you know that meme of the little girl that's just staring at you with her vacant face and, (laughs) and she's looking at the camera and then off camera and then back at the camera and then off camera again. That was essentially how I started with this. The premise of the movie though. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm game as (laughs) I was born in the 80s. This is, sure, bring it on. <laughs> it, it's, I didn't know what to expect. And so, and I still don't know what to expect. I still feel like the movie is still playing. <laughs> Somewhere. This is a lesser form of hell. So, After uh, watching it, I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So for the younger audience members, uh, this takes place during, you know, kind of the, the war on drugs. The 80s and like early 90s were big on trying to stop drugs from coming into the U.S. And this the story does cover the hardships that the marijuana growers of California had to go through. All the raids and the burning of the pot, which I find hugely hilarious. It's like, let's let's get everybody high on the, on the merchandise that you can't sell it. We'll we'll just burn it instead and get everybody high. Uh, <laughs> But nowadays, it seems like marijuana is is much more readily accepted. A lot of states are making it legal. Are, are you from a state that is that has it legalized, Daniel? Uh, no, hell no. I am in the. <laughs> it's not necessarily the belt buckle, but it's about the second loop of the Bible Belt. Hell no. I mean, that's just one of those. The rest of the nation will legalize it in Carolina. No, I don't care what they're going to do. Ain't nobody going to tell me, no, I ain't doing it. No. <laughs> no, it ain't happening. It gets done, mm-hmm. but uh, proliferated. Seemed like I first started noticing it, rapid proliferation, roundabout, nothing but a G thing. So thank you, Dr. Dre, which I still find his credentials spurious because I don't think he has a doctorate degree. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not really going to press the issue. But yeah, that around here, no nah, marijuana. That just no, sir. <laughs> Never be legal. Not around here. Not at all. Okay, Carrie. I know you're from Wisconsin. You can tell everybody who isn't in Wisconsin whether or not marijuana is legal here. It is not. <laughs> Seems like everybody, every every place outside of Wisconsin around it is starting to legalize it, though. <laughs> Do you think it ever will be though in Wisconsin? If anything, they might legalize it for medicinal purposes for people mm-hmm. who have like Parkinson's, stuff like that. But I don't think otherwise. Yeah, no, no recreational, huh? No. Okay. So like a true Godzilla film, I, I think this film isn't really about the monster itself. It's about the people reacting to the monster. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> in this film, uh, you get this group that's called the Campaign Against Marijuana planting which is shortened up into camp (laughs) and and they're versus the growers of the film that those are the stars of the film uh and uh they are basically trying to grow this super duper crop of marijuana let's let's pick the the favorite characters that you guys might have on this film there is uh frank cloud there's a character named Honey. There's also another character named Moss. Uh, what is your favorite character? My favorite character, I would have to say, is 
Honey, first of all, I think she's hilarious. Mm -hmm. She gave Frank and Cloud the seeds to plant. She was the genetic genius (laughs) that came up with this, this like super tree-sized marijuana plant. (laughs) It was huge. (laughs) Uh, And Honey is played by uh, Rosie Jones. Now, Honey was cool. I mean, when you run around rocking that turbo power mullet like that, I'm, I mean, that's just, that takes guts. Did you yeah. have a favorite character? I would have to say probably Moss. There was one, one little part, like one little line he said, and it was so cringy. I wanted to carve my face off with a spoon, but it was still funny <laughs> that it made me laugh. It was like, oh my God. It would just, I, so yeah, I've, I have to give it to him to at least make me laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, Moss is the husband of Honey, <laughs> which, right. And again, uh, Honey and Moss basically give uh, Frank and Cloud uh, this super marijuana seed, and they're they're starting to plant it. And they, of course, go out and they plant the seeds themselves as well. And they go through this little, like, camouflage routine I, I just couldn't understand why they did that because they they look so corny in this <laughs> camouflage thing i know that they were trying to hide from the government and and they were playing the the whole living in a police state song you can't help but laugh uh for 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 me my favorite character is not one that you probably noticed smarty smitty <laughs> and he's the animator <laughs> Oh, (laughs) he animated Gungasaurus Rex, which, oh my God, looks like, oh, like this weird, like, (laughs) doll thing, this goop of plastic running around. Amazing for the amount of budget they had for this film, but still. It was clever, but yeah, (laughs) I I follow you. (laughs) So the audience, if, if you're listening to this, uh, take some time, go on YouTube, and just type in Gonjasaurus Rex. Click on the image search, and you will see what I'm talking about. <laughs> it, it's just this weird-looking... It doesn't even look like a cool Godzilla thing. It just looks like like a... I don't know. what. How would you describe this thing? It just looks like a rock with eyeballs on it. and It's like they couldn't use a Godzilla, so they got a bunch of clay and made a like Godzilla yeah. from memory. <laughs> Like they didn't have a model in front of it. They just, he got his special needs second cousin to draw a picture of Godzilla that was as close as he could remember. And then he modeled a clay model after looking at that picture. And that's about all I can gather. Now, but there were some scenes where it wasn't even the, the little puppet. There was some scenes. It was the guy's hand in a glove that yep. would reach up and grab it or step down with his foot. I mean, so some of the, <laughs> Some of the editing tactics were downright clever. I just I enjoyed those scenes because I've made movies with my son when he was seven mm-hmm. doing these same things. It was <laughs> kind of heartwarming. <laughs> so there's this character named Professor Sprog, and <laughs> he is actually lecturing to his assistant uh, named Fenwick about this dinosaur, which is supposed to be leftover from japan that like they 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 hint heavily that gonjosaurus rex and godzilla are related 
<laughs> that there was an egg left over that was that hatched. And because of that, that's that's what became Godzilla. <laughs> so and the official name of Gonjosaurus Rex is Tyrannosaurus Herbivorus Gonjosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even follow that because y'all want to know what was really fun about what? this film, just on a completely unrelated topic, is to watch this thing with the subtitles. <laughs> I didn't get to do that. It was a lawless wasteland. It was anything goes with that. It was so funny. I mean, because it was his name, the Gonjosaurus Rex's full name. Yeah. They said it like three times in the film, and it was something different each time. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it was great. It's it's hard not to laugh and, and, and try to try to bring out a question for you guys. Like, <laughs> no, oh go ahead. God. It's fine. <laughs> I'm doing this and just caveat. I am not gonna thrash this movie this is <laughs> i'm gonna laugh it's fun it's endearing it's heartwarming but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna strafe this thing <laughs> okay do y'all remember corky from the show life goes on in the yes. 80s just come on i Sunday don't nights. remember that show <laughs> okay so like i'm not gonna run up and laugh at corky and then punch him in the face and be like <laughs> like that because that's just mean you don't do that mm-hmm. that's the same way with this movie <laughs> <laughs> This movie is like quirky, so I can't just run up and punch it and laugh at it for how horrible it is. I'm sorry, you were on the detect, uh, detective, the Dr. Sprague. The Dr. Sprague. What do you think of Dr. Sprague's character? Uh, Andy Barnett played uh, that character, I believe. At least he was able to get a lot of the exposition out. Got it out with like in, what, one and a half minute of playtime? Because that was the only exposition we ever got. Yep. Exactly. If, if you didn't catch it, sorry, pal. What about this film stood out to you the most? <laughs> Where to begin? You it's ever tough. watch a movie and feel like everybody, at least everyone involved, is hip to something, but you're not? That's how I feel watching this. This I made a note. This basically, there are so many elements to this film, but it's almost like if you ever saw that movie, Dorf. Dorf goes golfing. So it's like Dorf wanted to direct a Benny Hill or an Ernest movie. But in the middle of the movie, he decided to make it like Police Academy. And then somewhere along the way, they figured they would make a movie like Half-Baked. That's what this movie is. It's way out there. (laughs) But it's also this got shades of things that I have no clue to relate with. Notably. It's, I mean, it's in California, but I mean, it's these people are like all the songs, like living in a police state or everybody's like, might come up then sheriff's going to knock on your door or say, Hey sheriff, leave me alone. You ain't going to be around here no more. And it's like every song is like some sort of libertarian campfire, which is fine, but Mm -hmm. It just seems, like I said, it's like everybody's in on this joke that I have no clue. (laughs) It's like the movie was filmed in a hippie commune, but not really a hippie commune. This is like the proto-libertarians here. I mean, this is before the God and the guns. This was Ganja and the guns, you know? It was just one of them. (laughs) And and just, I don't know, certain aspects of it just, yeah, it just kind of didn't fit. (laughs) And I, I'll get back to Carrie, but I want to ask you this because it ties into what you're just saying. Is this film made for stoners? 
you have to be stoned to watch this film or not? I mean, you probably, if you are stoned, you won't have an imminent sense of self-loathing like I did. Um, <laughs> or like I've mentioned before, you won't want to carve your face off with a spoon. So, I mean, you know, maybe toke a couple before you, three or four blunts, maybe take one of them trombone rips, you know, fill the bowl with, fill the horn of a trombone and just take a big old fat rip off of that thing when you pull the side like that and maybe it would make more sense after smoking a joint quite possibly because i'm watching it dead sober and whenever when it was done i was like "Ah!" and had to run toward the nearest living thing and kill it but uh it's kind of a combination of godzilla half-baked it's just it i to me it had so many elements going on you kind of Got lost with, okay, what happened here as you were watching the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I said that after the title credits roll. Okay, <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, it, right off the bat, it does come off as being a very low production thing. Like I said, this was filmed on a Super 8, and, <laughs> and they just, you could, oh my goodness. I mean, you could, and that's fine. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's cool. It's just, where do you go with the Super 8? Because they didn't go anywhere super. <laughs> exactly. But at least it wasn't shaky cam, which you are which right. Was, yes. Uh, so at least they had that going for them. How many times did you guys have to watch this film to, to really grasp it? Or was just one enough and you said no more? I still, after watching it the first time and watching it again, I'm just like, what did I just watch here? <laughs> I mean, watch it the second time, I caught a couple things that I missed the first time watching it, but I mean, it's just, this movie was just so bizarre. Just so out there. I, yeah, I could only watch it once. If if somebody had to sit me down and watch this again, I'd be like a living Ouroboros. I would try to crawl so far into my own asshole just to avoid <laughs> having to watch this film again. It would just be dividing by zero. There is no way. No. The first time was fun, especially on like one and a half speed. I tried. I, <laughs> I really did. I had it on normal. And yep. the music hits, and I'm digging it. You know, I mean, it's like I said, it's – I'm listening to the music, and it's kind of like Daniel riding around listening to modern hip-hop. I have no clue what they're talking about. I have no point of reference. I don't care. But, you know, I'm digging the music. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. all right. And then about, I think I'm at the two-minute and 30-second mark. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I had to click it onto a faster speed. Let's let's get through with this. Jesus, help me. <laughs> I, th- I think this movie, you had to kind of be in the mood to watch. For example, like sometimes if you're in a non-caring mood or something like that, you can watch the movie like, dude, where's my car? Or God, I love that movie. <laughs> or the past or something like that. You have to kind of be in a non-caring mood and just, you know, in the mood to watch something like this. Yeah, you're right. How would you compare those these these two movies? So you got Dude Where's My Car, and then you have the epic Gonjosaurus Rex. Sean William Scott. I mean, one has it, the other one doesn't. Frank and Cloud kind of reminded me of Sean William Scott and um, Ashton Kutcher's characters. Somebody somewhere, I mean, because I've heard, they, over, they 
I mean, it, I don't know anybody from California. So if if anybody is from California, stop me if I'm not correcting this, but they're a whole different breed out there. But they have their own social scene. So it's like over on the East Coast, we had tape trading, like the heavy metal tape trading days in the 80s and stuff. But I've heard about this over on the West Coast, like in Hollywood, that they had that same thing, only with movies. Mm-hmm. Like this film had to get passed around to somebody. I mean, this is just, it's too golden. This is, I, for this to go unheard of, that's almost criminal. <laughs> I mean, this needs to be in every film class, jokingly and being for real, too, honestly. <laughs> there are some, some interesting techniques, you know, just how to, how to put together a, a film. I mean, it still had a, a beginning, a middle end, which some movies nowadays just don't have. You're right. So, You're right. yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. Because anybody that does a DIY project, I mean, you already win right there. So that's this film. First of all, yes, it should be in every film school to laugh at because it is funny. But I mean, like you said at the very beginning, I mean, you got to admire somebody to be brave enough to put this out there. But then to actually, hey, they had a super eight there. I, I guess it, I I don't think the eight was that super. It, <laughs> it was. It might have been a super three or a super four or just an eight. But I don't think it was a super eight, but they still got it. They went out there. They made the movie. They cut it. They edited it. I've seen worse. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that I think it was Cloud. And he's the one. Was he the one that sat and he was he was the meditator? Yeah. And, the hippie. Yes. Yeah. The hippie guy. He was he was sitting on there and he was having heavy vibrations <laughs> about the. And then the rock turns out to be like something a little bit more than just a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people would be that oblivious to their environment, especially when they're supposed to be in tune to nature? Probably. <laughs> you think so, huh? They're stone, maybe. Oh, there you go. So, so that's that's what the vibrations are. Is, is oh yeah, man. I think <laughs> I think that was the impression they were given to us is that these people walked around in a perpetual state of torpor because they were so stoned. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how they were worried about copyright infringement. Not only did at the very end of the film, they had this like Asian guy appear and say that his, his only purpose was, was to make sure that the Godzilla copyrights were not being infringed upon. But there was also in the middle of the film, they were watching something, they were watching the news and they make the comment, what are we watching? And there was like a, a Japanese monster movie because of course they see Gonjosaurus Rex and the government finally got a hold of the supply of the cannabis sequoia, and they started burning everything. But it was attracting Gonjosaurus Rex. And so on the news, they were watching this, and they're just like nonchalantly just saying, yeah, is this a Japanese monster movie? And it was like, no, it's the news, man. That part kind of reminded me of Cheech and Chong. Oh, you it. could tell this was this was just absolutely <laughs> Cheech and Chong worship. You could tell that. I think that's when Cloud realizes that that rock that he was on is act was actually <laughs> Gungosaurus Rex, and now Gungosaurus Rex is is on the move. And so, of course, you get the professor going back out there, and he's trying to do some recordings, and he he has this master plan about recording the the sounds to lure Gonjosaurus Rex. Instead of that happening, Gonjosaurus Rex gets there and 
kind of cries and just wanders off and and i couldn't follow it like when you're talking about this specific part i'm sitting there racking my brain trying to think about did he oh yeah i guess he did but yeah. I, I, at that point i didn't care it's like buddy i'd have walked away too and <laughs> i uh yeah i i was just along for the ride at that particular part <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does as far out <laughs> i was just like yep i'm rolling with it let's do Good. that <laughs> for me it was it was more of okay this this is starting to turn into the typical japanese kaiju type film this is like okay so uh they're gonna bring out the army now uh when are they going to talk about nuking the monster and sure enough they talk about nuking the monster of course uh, you know, in all of these like monster films, you always have the scientist who is like, no, I've got a better solution. You don't have to nuke the monster. Uh, you know, I have a better solution that we can reason with it. And, you know, this this monster who's like addicted to marijuana is going to be reasoned with, which is phenomenal idea. Thought about that. Uh, <laughs> or I thought or they, they could have gone really silly with it. And I thought, OK. Maybe now they're gonna do. They're gonna play off on the whole. Okay, uh, Gungasaurus Rex has inhaled all of these fumes and now is totally stoned. And and Carrie joked about this at the beginning about bringing in snacks. I thought, okay, now is a great time. They're just gonna pile up a bunch of like Lay's potato chips or <laughs> Ruffles, and they'll just pile it up on the on the shoreline, this lost coast of California and California, uh, and have. Gonjasaurus Rex going toward that because now now it's, it's had too much marijuana, man. And I, I, now I'm just like, I, I'm like really, really hungry. So I'm going to go and, and I'm going to go over here now. And, and, you know, that's what I was thinking they were going to go. But no, they do something totally off, off kilter, out, out base, whatever. Not even on the planet. Gondosaurus Rex was actually a she. Yes. <laughs> Gondosaurus was Rexana. <laughs> and <laughs> she was a Gondosaurus Rexette. Yeah. The the reason why <laughs> the the sounds weren't working was because <laughs> it, it was a female's voice. <laughs> and they just needed to adjust it so that it would be more attracted to it. <laughs> I think what they were saying is that back in that simpler time is that she wasn't a lesbian, so they needed to play a male's voice so that it would attract her because otherwise they were just trying to attract two females together and it wasn't going to work. Ah, see? That's that's 80s logic for us. This darn right. <laughs> so, would this movie work today? The hell kind of question is that? You know, my first, actually, <laughs> my first instinct is like, no. <laughs> yeah. As I'm saying this, mm -hmm. there's like a montage of things going on in my head about current events and Tide Pods and the music that <laughs> asshat kids listen to nowadays, the shit movies that we keep getting offered, all this crap with video games and everything else is rolling through my head. Yeah, it actually, I mean, it, I would not be surprised. This thing could get like a full on redub. Hollywood makeover and probably go gangbusters. <laughs> they made the room for crying out loud. Yeah. 
<laughs> would you think they would direct this film? Just... Oh, directors? Yeah, director. Who would, who would do it? Peter Weller. Peter Weller. I could see Peter Weller doing it. Starring Steve Gutenberg and that guy that was the coach from Welcome Back, Cotter. They would be Cloud <laughs> and whomever else it was. <laughs> so long as they bring Horshack back. That's all I care about. And then Moss would probably be Jack Black. Uh, and, uh, there you go. And Honey would be the guy that played Booger on Revenge of the Nerds. I think I could see like Danny Lanier, who directed Dude, Where's My Car? Doing a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Directing a movie like that. Jeez, yeah, I mean, she's right. Because you got that or Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah. It's not that go. they made yeah. half baked for crying out loud. It's not that far fetched. I mean, they probably watched this movie to get inspiration. What if Del Toro did this film? Do you think it would be vastly different? It'd win an Oscar and people would fawn all over. It'd be like looking for all this hidden meaning and stuff. Like he did something <laughs> artful. <Yep. laughs> <laughs> this should be better. This I know God. I can feel Derek. He's gonna I can hear him perking up on this one too. But I would take him over Aronofsky. Dear God, keep him away from this movie. <laughs> Ridley Scott. It'd be like three oh, hours no. just looking at a goddamn or excuse me, looking at a mural painting of the set as the camera slowly dollies <laughs> and like an hour and a half just to see Gonjosaurus Rex. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Carrie on this one. <laughs> or even Paul Miller. Paul Miller. Who was that? He directed the pest. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> So that's what they call that directing. Okay. I, I would say that they could make this film, but it would not be the same film at all. Honestly, I, I would see this as being a vehicle for uh, Will Ferrell because he's that kind of zaniness out there, or maybe even a Seth Rogen type film, you know, with his, with his buddies doing this film. I could uh, see that. Yeah. You know, like, like the end of the world type movie type of thing like that. So, yeah. They did Pineapple Express. Yeah, there you go. And I could just see that this film being done in their hands. And they probably do a pretty decent film. And But with today's technology, I think Gangosaurus Rex would look oh, a lot I, better. I, I I just I knew that. I uh, I was gonna say, uh CGI Gangosaurus Rex versus uh, hand puppet CGI. I, don't know. Or- I feel like they would do the hand puppet just to do it. Just to do it that way, yeah. <laughs> That's so, I mean, that's what, because I would, let me put it that way, I'd do it. And that's just something that I can see filmmakers would do that just as, as they would say as an homage. And it would be, it's like, but that's part of the comedy too. Because in a sense, I would see that as a comedic thrust and that you have all this technology, but we're not, we're going to use a, a hand puppet for this too. <laughs> like the old day. That's yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I think some people would demand that. It would be like, see, this is an example of why CGI is ruining <laughs> <You're> movies. <right. laughs> God. It's like, have right. you seen the original hand puppet? Bring <laughs> oh. back the old days. Or are you going to yeah. hear the, oh, another damn remake. Hollywood can't think of nothing original anymore. <laughs> Got to remake stuff all the time. <laughs> there, was, there was a scene in here. I think it was Cassandra gets this weird dream sequence with the assistant. <laughs> Fenwick, yep. Yeah, I, I got lost with that. I was like, 
where is this coming from? I mean, I the only thing I could explain this the scene was that they somehow got a contact high from all of the all of the <laughs> the sequoia uh, cannabis that they were burning. It was just all over the place, and the entire state was this this mass hallucination. <laughs> I thought, they, I thought they were like mind. It was like a mind humping montage thing. <laughs> I thought it was like they were doing the nasty, like they were bumping uglies, but they didn't want to show us that in the movie. Oh. So it just shows them sitting there doing that crazy polka <laughs> thingy or whatever, while we're just supposed to imply that what they're that they're doing this thing, but then they didn't. It yep. just comes I back. Feel like a stone orgy. Yeah, it's just one of those like mental things, you know, like you did whenever, well, at least I did, not you, me, whenever I was watching Dirty Dancing and see Patrick Swayze on there doing the dancing. Mm -hmm. My mind, I went doing a montage with him in my brain. I still do (laughs) nowadays. And I figured that's the same thing that was happening there. But uh, then they just snap right back to, I don't know. (laughs) Sure, we'll roll with it. This is what happens when you have white people sitting around with not enough to do. There really wasn't any, I would say like mainly the main thing that I didn't get or that I didn't like was just the fact that there were things that I feel like I didn't get. It just felt like I was part, there was a joke going on that I had no clue what it was all about. And that's mainly just because I have no clue about 1980s weed culture. Mm -hmm. So it's a completely foreign and alien concept to me. But there again, I mean, I've seen Cheech and Chong movies and could still I could care less. I don't care about weed culture. It stuff. It just doesn't make me laugh. I don't find it funny. But Cheech and Chong are funny. They make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And half baked. <laughs> I mean, I get breathless watching that movie. It's so damn funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just watching this, it's like I don't know. The main thing I didn't like was just I felt like I was missing something. I, I can totally relate with you. I want to love this film because of the heart that they put into it. Because you can see that they had a good time making this film and they didn't really take themselves seriously but there's still this part of me that is mm, i i have to be true to my like critic roots and say that you know there's there's not much other than the heart of this film <laughs> it's just like i, I want to but I, then i draw back and it's like and i hate the way that this movie makes me want to do that it's just it's just like Oh, and and I can totally understand this whole idea. It's a very dated movie. The whole idea of war on drugs and and the fact that they were actually using <laughs> the raid footages of of actual burnings. <laughs> yeah, and then the the little songs that would play the little hippie yeah. folk songs that would play. But the thing is, it was a hippie song. That's why I'm saying it's like a proto libertarian because. It wasn't like peace and joy. It was like, you know, it's a sheriff, man, don't come knocking on my door. <laughs> Stuff like that. It was like the montage of the militias from Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're watching the helicopters flying overhead and then they look down, you know, you hear them say, I bet the rednecks are having a party. And sure enough, they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the music that was playing with that, that's what this whole movie reminded me of. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I don't find comedies exceptionally appealing to me. Certain ones make me laugh all the time, and even ones that I hate, I'll still they'll make they'll still make me laugh. And this film makes me laugh, but overall, I just do not like comedies. I just I, I, I prefer a certain type of film. 
I am the same way, dude. It's yeah. like my brother, he is all about comedy. Like he <laughs> loves comedy, watches it, loves it. I just and of course he picks on me because I don't. If it's funny, I'll laugh, but nothing's funny anymore. <laughs> it's just not. If it's got Ernest, I know it's gonna be funny. <laughs> or the three stooges. Other three than that, stooges, yeah. I'm, you know, that's it. Ah, uh, like slapstick. I, I, I can enjoy that. And Every like, now and then, you know, one will come along that'll just it, or something out of the blue will hit me and I'm just I'm dead. It just <laughs> like there's certain e episodes of Aqua Teen Hunger Force that just <laughs> will kill me. Or, yeah. you know, if I like the Big Lebowski when I first watched it. But other than that, yeah, nothing's funny. What I didn't like about the movie is they're really because it jumped around and you're just like, what happened here? Mm -hmm. It really didn't have like a, like a climax, like a lot of your like movies have. So that's one thing I didn't like. Cause it, like I said, when you watch it, you're just like, okay, what just happened here? There's nothing that like really was like the climax of the whole, the whole story that mm -hmm. they were, mm -hmm. that they were doing. For, for me, the climax was the, the point of uh, the G Rex, not being lured by the the ganja anymore the burning of the ganja and the and the music and or the the vocalizations i think when it turned away that was the climax uh, at least it was the intended climax of the film and it was probably just poor execution on their part and then you had actually mentioned that like when i asked you a question about that point you were like well i didn't quite understand it and and that just shows you that 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 part of the film was kind of muddled for you anyways and um, they, yeah, they could have done a much better job with this film. And I think a lot of it had to do with because this was a summer project, they didn't have multiple cameras. At least I could tell. I think they just kind of did a lot of straight on shots, you know, like it was fixed. And and th that's why they didn't have too many edit things, because they, they kept when they jumped around, they actually changed the scene and, and they moved everybody over, you know, and that was that was the reasoning they they didn't have like hollywood things where they you know they had like all of the bullet time cameras all lined up like you know so uh but anyways uh what we're going to do is we are going to do our discussion game because again we are a podcast that discuss movies like like a book club uh, we like to do discussion games, and discussion games allows us to dive deep into even the most shallowest of films and uh, get into the very meat of that film and and get into our thoughts and psyche. And uh, so uh, tonight, I thought appropriately, we should do the game Hashpipe. And uh, for those of you that don't know what Hashpipe is, is it is a game where we create hashtags about the film. It can be about the characters or it can be about a scene or something that is related to the film. And uh, what we will do is we'll give our hashtag and then we will explain why we think that that hashtag is is appropriate, I guess, is the best term. So uh, let's start out with Carrie. Carrie, what is your first hashtag of the evening? Hashtag. It's the time for the season for growing weed. And that is the um, in the movie when Honey and Moss were um, in the woods. Yep. Trying to figure out what, because Honey was going through 
it was a perfect like area to grow the weed. Mm-hmm. So she was going through the different seasons and the different the different months, mm-hmm. and then where the sun would hit. Yeah, she's 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 a very very smart individual. She knew everything there was about marijuana and how to grow it appropriately. She she knew exactly where the sun would be and how long it would take for the cannabis sequoia seeds to grow. And it was actually good that they had their the they had their own stash out there because uh, Frank and Cloud basically lost their thing, and but they were still able to get uh, at least. A, a crop that available to to them and, and they got to have a a party at the end which i think if if i if i've heard correctly is the actual cast party that they threw after the end of the movie <laughs> so wow. they just filmed that yes so that's amazing <laughs> uh, so uh dan daniel uh what is your first hashtag <laughs> hashtag color tv Okay, because wh- I know whenever Moss and Honey were sitting there on the bed watching TV, mm-hmm. and Moss goes, "Whoa!" For a second, he's like, "Whoa!" She's like, "What?" And he said, "Well, for a second, I thought we had a color TV." And then <laughs> Honey's like, "Yeah, we do have a color TV." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then he takes another hit. I just that was the part that made me laugh. It was one of those I buried my face in my hands like Jesus Christ. And then it was like, okay, that that was kind of funny. <laughs> the delivery was that was funny. <laughs> so gotcha. yeah, hashtag color TV. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh my first hashtag is going to be hashtag body snatchers. And I know it doesn't seem at all like this would be about this film, but it gave me you remember at the end where they had the uh, at least the remake version of Body Snatchers with uh, was it Donald Pleasant? No, not Donald Pleasant. The uh, Donald uh, Sutherland. Sutherland. Yes, that ending kind of reminded me of the ending that they showed where they, they reunite Frank and Cloud. They're on this. Uh, they're like far away from each other and they're staring at each other. And I was exp- that gave me that whole like ending of the Body Snatchers. I was like. Oh wow! And that tells you about my sensibility of films. Like, <laughs> I took a comedy and said, "Oh yeah, let's let's turn it into a sci-fi horror." <laughs> that turned into the sound of music as they're kind of like dropping toward each other. <laughs> yeah, oh, that part made me laugh more so than just about anything, and it wasn't even part of the real, I think, meat of the movie. It just was there. <laughs> so, Carrie, your second hashtag. Hashtag like a rock. Okay. Um, and that's explaining when Frank and Claude were imagining that they were sitting on a rock, hallucinating, and here it ends up being Gondosaurus Rex that they were yeah. actually sitting on. The heavy vibrations, man. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, do you have a, a second hashtag? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is hashtag Super 3. Super 3? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Be- because it, I mean, you claim it was filmed on a Super 8, but I don't think there was anything super about it. But <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just filmed on an 8 because, I mean, they actually got out there to film it. So, I mean, it's, it, it was at least filmed on a Super 3. I mean, I'll give them that. <laughs> it's Bizarro Super 8. <laughs> yeah, that's it was. Yeah, it was it was an 8 backwards. <laughs> Uh, my next hashtag is hashtag 
Rod Deal. <laughs> and that is the group that uh, gave us the Living in a Police State and the other song that appears in the film. It's uh, You Have No Right, <laughs> which are amazing songs. I mean, they're, they're very reggae-esque and, and very appropriate to this film. But I think da- Daniel was <laughs> talking about how it just how the how it just added to the film so much it's just like <laughs> the uh the sheriff and the yeah. knocking on your door i just it, love it it did the music was fine but like i said it's just it's part of a culture that i have no it just sounds out of place that's all it's like you listen to the music and it's like wow that's cool and, and then the lead guitar player starts ripping so it's like the the other musicians smoke dope <laughs> You can tell that the guitar player, the lead guitar player, I mean, he probably ripped a couple of fat rails of Coke in the bathroom because he's playing lead a little bit. And all of a sudden he starts. And then he goes back to being normal again. It's just like the cocaine wore off. Yeah. It's the choice of a new generation. Cocaine. Yeah. Nice. Or was it Pepsi? I don't remember anymore. Oh, I miss the 80s. I really do. Amen. Uh, I had one, but it doesn't translate well into audio, but it was Gonjosaurus Rex. Uh-huh. But it was W-R-E-C-K-S. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did the whole thing, only he didn't wreck. But he <laughs> was walking around, I guess, like he was going to, and everybody's pointing up, looking at him and running away. So, Look, the monster! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, I do have one more. Uh, it's hashtag Rambo Burger. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember that. That I laughed at that, too. <laughs> That's like, so I want to eat that. <laughs> used to, uh, especially since everyone was ordering like their their <laughs> carrot juice and soy soy type burger things, you know, vegetarian burgers. No, no. Cromwell, the bad guy, he wants the Rambo burger. <laughs> I just, it was so appropriate for his character because it was like, if you knew anything about the eighties and you knew about Rambo. So I'm trying to, trying to think about what a Rambo burger would be. It'd be like half a rack of cow and 50 caliber bullets for French exactly. fries or something. <laughs> exactly. You just throw it in your mouth and, <laughs> and scream while you, slow motion. That's awesome. I want one. <laughs> Free with every order. A new red bandana. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Okay. And that concludes our discussion game for tonight. And uh, so what we'll do is we will talk about our rating for the film and our final thoughts about Gonjasaurus Rex. And how we do our ratings in uh, at Film Jerks is that we have a three rating system. We have a, a lump it which means that you absolutely uh, hated the film and that you would not recommend it to people. Uh, the love it category, which is uh, I really love this film and that I would recommend it to everyone. And then there's the eh, maybe. And what that is, is that it is more of a uh, I like it, but I have a little bit of a few caveats before I would recommend it to other people. So uh, let's start out with Carrie. Carrie. What is your rating and your final thoughts about Gonjasaurus Rex? I would lump it. I might recommend it to my enemy, but I would lump it. Um, <laughs> it was okay. just far out, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was a pointless 
movie to me. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to go out there and win one for the Gipper. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> it was Reagan, anti-Reaganism type thing, you know? Was, yeah, that was another, like I said, it felt like a whole, a whole bunch of jokes and inside talking of which I have no concern, <laughs> care, nor knowledge of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Daniel? Uh, what is your final uh, rating of this film? Uh, I mean, this, I would say, I mean, you got, if you got a lump, you need to carve that thing out and dispose of it because it's a biological hazard. I mean, you <laughs> carve it out, you cauterize the wound, you saw off the limb and throw this thing away and then go out to your holistic healing or maybe even a big tent Holy Ghost revival and pray that thing out. I mean, I can't lump it even though I should. I'm going to lump it, but it, I do have to add a caveat. I mean, okay. sincerity goes a long way with me. It goes a long way with me. And I mean, the film, it looks like I don't even, I mean, there was no purpose. There was no point. There weren't, I think they might have been trying to say something in a hash, you know, hashtag <laughs> in a, you know, half smile, wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind uh-huh. of thing. And I'll give them that is that if they were, I didn't know. <laughs> so they weren't heavy handed or preaching it. But regardless of the fact, I mean, the sincerity of it, it looks like they had fun doing it. They had a lot of guts to do that. And maybe they were just practicing. I mean, I do that. I will do something completely horrible and be learning the entire time, never intending for that to be to see the light of day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my thought is to lump it because there is i let me put it this way were i scrolling through films Mm -hmm. there is no way in hell i would ever click a link or choose or deign or deem it necessary to ever watch a film named this i don't need to see a thumbnail for it i don't need to see a picture i don't need to read a synopsis you could tell me the title and i will tell you nope i'll just go and watch something else so I got to lump it. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. But I mean, it still needs, I still say if you are a filmmaker, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get this hour and a half of my life back. And I should be incredibly upset about that, but I'm kind of cool with it <laughs> at this point. But I mean, if you're going to be in film, you need to watch this movie. If you're a stoner, just turn it on. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But if you're a straight edge, avoid this movie like the plague. <laughs> Well, well spoken. Well spoken. <laughs> I'm also going to have to lump this film uh, only because uh, that is the critic in me. There is plenty of things to like about this film, but it isn't enough to uh, have me recommend it to other people. At least the people that I tend to associate with, uh, they do not tend to like this type of film. They like to mock this type of film. And so I'm glad that we were able to still talk about this film in a uh, refreshing light. I mean, it was we weren't we weren't totally mocking this film, but there were there's definitely things in there. You could tell this this was a just as a, a simple project, no budget, and uh, they just had some fun and they they had basically a, a a brief story and it it sounded like everyone was kind of improvising. But would I recommend this film? No, I would not. And it's it's. Very, very hard to find this film. Thank goodness for the internet, because if it wasn't for the internet, this probably would be a lost film. But now because of the internet, Film Turks was able to get their hands on it and we were able to discuss it. So 
if you want to be a member of the Film Jerks and also to be able to select the films that we're going to watch and discuss, then why don't you join us on Facebook? Uh, you can go to our uh, Facebook Film Jerks group and then uh, you'll be able to uh, request that you join the group. And then uh, what we'll do is we'll allow you in and then it'll give you the ability to discuss the films a little bit before we talk about the films as well as to pick the films and suggest the films that we want to talk about in upcoming things. And hopefully we'll get more films like this because a lot of times what we end up doing is we talk about films that we really, really like. And so it's sometimes nice to have films that we can't recommend. Need a uh, like cleanser. Yeah, it, it's great to have a film like that. And in, in this particular case, Thank you, Gunjasaurus Rex, for making this film. There is that perspective. It's yeah. it's one of those like it's the same way that Bing has the guts to ask me every time I open up my internet to if I want Bing to be my browser of choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if Bing has the guts to do that, you have the guts to go out and ask that chick out on a date. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's probably going to say no. Who cares? You've still got the guts to do it. If Edge can ask me that, you know, if it wants to be, if I want Edge to be like my web browser of choice, then you can certainly go and ask that girl out on a date. <laughs> you got this. It's the same with this movie. Like, if you want to go out and make that album, make that music album, or go out and make a movie, the people made Gonjasaurus. Okay, they had the balls to make this movie and put it out there. So you most certainly can go and make, you have no excuse. (laughs) You see what I mean? You have no excuse now. They made Gonjasaurus Rex. Go and make your movie. Uh, Let's take a brief moment and find out where we can uh, find out more about the guests on Film Jerks. Uh, Let's start out with Carrie. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Facebook. All right. And how about you, Daniel? I mean, you can find me in the Film Jerks group. I do have a new album out, though, if anybody cares about nerdy dungeon synth. Um, if It's like black metal without the metal. It's an homage and just like to Basil Polidorus and Dungeons and Dragons music from the 80s, like crappy barbarian movies from the 80s. So if that kind of interests you, <laughs> then check out Saragost on Bandcamp, S-E-R-E-G-O-S-T. Uh, you can find me at saragoss.bandcamp.com. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, guests, for uh, being on Film Jerks. One of the projects I'm working on is, of course, the Northeast Wisconsin Horror Film Festival. And uh, you can find out more about that at newhorrorfest.com. Again, that's newhorrorfest.com. And uh, that is all that we have for tonight. Uh, why don't we uh, go out in, in style, guys? Let's. Take a puff and really, really go out in style. All right, ready, guys? Ready. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I shouldn't have inhaled that much, but... (laughs) 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 That's good stuff, man. (laughs) Really good. Hold on, let me add my. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> you guys want you want you guys want some munchies now? <laughs> yes, funyuns. Yes, I do. Funyuns. All right.
Enzo Kamen.